Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Savage Snowflake Podcast with Jeff Leach, produced by Vigilante Productions. For more content, check out youtube.com slash TV. Boom! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing? It's episode four of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with your boy Jeff Leach. That would be me. Me, sir. It's me. I'm happy to be here. As you can tell by my voice, I'm infused with energy. It's 2018. Not that that means anything. Because fucking 2018, the first day of 2018, January the 1st, was a fucking Monday. What what difference does that make? 2017 was a Sunday. It was a better day. It was a better year. I'm already over 2018. I'm ready for 2019. Fuck this year. It already sucks. Fat donkey dick. As you can tell, I'm energized, but I'm also... (laughs) riddled with rage that's the way i'm feeling right now there's there's so much going on there's a huge amount to talk about first of all apologies let me just start out with a very sincere and honest apology to all of the listeners of the savage snowflake podcast i dropped three wondrous wondrous first three episodes and then i took two weeks off because I went on holiday. I went away. I went to Australia and I went to New Zealand. I went to the other side of the globe to get far away from social media and the fucking internet and people as possible and ended up sitting on the internet and talking to people. That's basically what I did, which is an unfortunate turn of events for me. I didn't relax very much. I find it impossible to relax. I don't know about you guys, but I've hit such a level of frustration daily. The daily mire and muck that I feel like I have to trudge through, which is the fucking world right now, uh, has caused me to be, to have an, an impossibility to ever relax. I just find it impossible to completely let go. Whether it's my iPhone drawing me back into the, the fucking bullshit that is social media, whether it's the news telling me about yet another round of absolute lunacy from this administration and uh, you know various other administrations around the world or the simple fact that I, I guess I'm just fucking I'm just noisy my head is noisy I, I live a life and a career of being noisy it's hard to just take a step back and go you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna tan my balls I'm gonna sip a mojito I'm gonna think about nothing I think I probably had two two single uh, moments on my entire holiday when I relaxed no three 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 the first was a moment with my baby niece in New Zealand where we were just playing and laughing and it just felt very lovely and honest and sweet and I was completely consumed with my love for this tiny little creature and her development I mean she's at that funny stage where she's starting to repeat shit so she'll say amazing words you know, she'll be like learning phrases and stuff like that. And then when her mum and dad leave the room, I can teach her all the horrendous shit and get her to say the word cunt back to me. We'll get on to cunt later on, by the way. Um, <laughs> got a whole, whole bit about that word. Don't you worry, guys. We're going in strong. Balls deep on episode four. Um, but yeah, I, it felt very relaxing. It felt very real, that one moment with her. It was great. It was wonderful. The second moment that I felt was very relaxing was when I was on board a ship, a sailing boat, actually, a sailing boat. Or a sailing, is it a ship or a boat? It's a sailing ship. I don't know the difference between a boat and a ship, I realize. Does one have sails and one doesn't? A ship has sails. If, if that's the case, then it was a ship. Who gives a shit between the difference between a boat and a ship? Just, just sailors. Just people who sail. And most people who sail, let's be real, how many people actually actively now, their job is, I'm a sailor? Unless you're in the Navy. Unless you're in the Navy. And even then, you're on board a fucking mechanical contraption that just about floats and is basically designed to shoot missiles. That's basically it if you're in the Navy. How many people are actually sailors? How many people go, ah, that's right, I'm a sailor? There's fishermen, sure. But they're not sailors. They don't sail for a living. No one sails for a fucking living. You, you, you might get wealthy enough to be one of those douchebags who buys a pair of deck shoes and a stripy fucking knitted, sweat, knitted sweater and gets on board a ship. Oh, come on, darling, let's take the boat out for a sail. We're sailors. We're sailors. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're wealthy and you're, you're cunts. That's what you, that's what you are. Like, you can't be a, there's no sailors. Well, all right. Let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of that word from the Oxford English Dictionary. The Oxford English Dictionary. Oh, the irony when you can't even pronounce the word dictionary. When you're talking about dictionaries. Let's get rid of that word. It no longer applies. No one no one is a sailor anymore. 
If you think I'm wrong, you can tell me in the chat. Remember, we are broadcasting across multiple different platforms. Every single week when we do the podcast, we're doing it on YouTube Live. If you want to check that out, gaming.youtube.com slash TV. We're on Periscope as well. That's for the kids, isn't it? You're like, if you're like kids and you're like, you know what? I've only got an attention span of 7 to 12 seconds. Watch me on Periscope. You can tune in and out. Have a quick fap. Tune out again. Boom. Whatever you need. Mixer. We're also mixer.com slash Leach. Uh, and uh, and also across Ustream as well. So any of those are open to you. Anyway, no sailors. That was the second moment I was relaxed. I got on board this ship, this sailboat, this this fucking the ferry, the the dinghy. I was on a dinghy. I was in. I was on an inflatable. I was on a lilo for a whole day, and it was fucking beautiful. I got super sunburned. I ate some nice food. I steered the ship a bit you know and pretended i knew what i was doing oh yeah look at me i'm sailing take a social media photo and then um and that was my second relaxing moment and the third relaxing moment was having group sex with <laughs> with my friends that was the third relaxing moment of the entire trip group sex sailing and spending time with my beautiful baby niece and that's it there were three brief moments that I felt relaxed. The rest of the three weeks I've been away, I've felt nothing but stress, tired, misery, <laughs> and abject depression. Um, that's that's who I am, I guess. Maybe that's what I'm always destined to be. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you out there right now are going, yeah, no, I, I can relate to that. Yeah, no, I like, no, I often feel very depressed in situations and social situations where other people seem to be very happy. And it's it's quite miserable. And I don't like it. You know what? What can we do about it? It's just, it's just what, it's just what our life is. It's just what our life is. It sucks. There's things that annoyed me while I was away. Uh, I stayed in hotels. I like staying in hotels because I love the idea that someone else has to clean out my shit because I'm very OCD. Although I do tend to like make my bed a bit. I like the idea that I can just leave when I come back every day. It's like a fresh room. That's a very attractive quality to me cold sheets hotel beds for some reason always feel better i guess because the sheets are always fresh although if you use a uv light on them there's pretty much an 80 percent chance that the comforters are just covered in i don't know human excrement definitely semen like multiple types of semen i feel like a hotel comforter has got to be tantamount to the nuts in an in a in a in a, in a bowl on a on a bar in a, if you go into a dive bar and there is a bowl of peanuts on offer that anyone can just dip their hands into, you know that bowl of nuts is, uh, I guess, the, the, the incubation room for at least 12 to 25 different types of semen, human excrement, urine. Urine I'm not so upset about. I mean, at least that's, you know, it's, it's, it's clean. It's, 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 it's not, sure, it's the expelling of, of you know, of... Uh, <laughs> of the worst part of the liquids in your body but it, it's 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 not going to kill you but the jism i mean you could catch something pretty bad from that human excrement i mean i don't need to tell you i don't need to tell you guys yeah <laughs> with with the amount that you guys know about human fecal matter i don't need to tell you the dangers that are involved i like how i've just assumed that every single one of my listeners is into some kind of brown related activity and by that, I'm talking, I'm talking like anally brown, not racially brown, obviously. Anyway, hotels, love staying in them. Worst part of hotels, and this is something I, I don't understand and I want to get to the fucking basis of. Why, why do hotels stop serving breakfast so fucking early? Now, don't get me wrong, you're going to immediately, I can hear your voice going, oh, listen up, Jeff, listen up, here's the deal, man, you, you know, you're on holiday, you're, they're assuming that you're going to get up early in the day, you want to go and explore the cities that you're staying in, you want to have, but, but it's a fucking holiday, it's a holiday, I'm not there on some kind of tourist extravaganza, I feel like more and more now as we get older, like, people give less and less of a shit about doing the touristic stuff. It's nice to just get lost in a city, just to experience it, try the food, have the drink, meet the people, have sex with the most attractive members of that populace. Excuse me, I burped. I did it. I don't regret it. It's what happened. I said sorry, only out of politeness, not because I truly feel any remorse for what I did. But why do you stop serving breakfast at fucking 9am? The hotel I was staying in, in Sydney, ceased breakfast. And I say ceased because it was a death. There was a death to 
the hunger and the potential sating of that hunger that, that ended at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. they stopped serving breakfast. And this is not like a, a one-off occurrence. This is, this is, this is, this is pretty fucking rudimentary normal stuff across hotels across the globe. Who fucking chose 9 a.m. as the cutoff time for breakfast? No, I'm serious. I want to know the answer to that. If you know the answer to it, email me and let me know. I think it's uh, info at Savage Snowflake Pod. Shit, I should probably check that. Actually, no, it's not. It's Savage Snowflake Pod. No, wait. Fuck, what's my email address? Oh, Jeff, come on, man. I don't even know. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. I think it might be Savage... Savage... Savage podcast at jeffreyleach.com. <laughs> oh my god. It's a new year. I don't even know the email address of the fucking podcast. Savage podcast at jeffreyleach.com. If you know why on earth breakfast stop at 9 a.m. Who who invented that? Who's getting up that early? Here's the deal. It takes you, right? Let's let's do the fucking maths. It takes you half an hour to get up. Have a shower. Get dressed. That's if you're a gent. If you're a lady, you might want a little bit more time than half an hour. You might want to do your makeup. You might have other things that you need to take care of. If you're a guy, you can pretty much, boom, get up, jump in the shower. That's 10 minutes. Rub one out. That's another five minutes. You do that before the shower, obviously. This is not chronological order. Brush your teeth. Couple of minutes, two, three minutes. Then you uh, put on some moisturizer. I'm a modern man. I like to keep my skin looking healthy and youthful. Got to moisturize. It's another minute. Might throw some moisturizer. Because it's a hotel, you're going to get that free moisturizer. So instead of just using it on your face, gentlemen, you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to moisturize the tan right now. Boom. You squeeze that out, rub that over your body. That's another minute. You're eating up time. Then you go into your room, dry your hair off a little bit, get dressed. Five minutes, right? You're looking at, at the, at the earliest, you're looking at 20 to 30 minutes. Get ready time. Okay. All right. So let's work backwards. 9 a.m. cut off, that means 8.30. You would at least have to wake up at 8.30. Now let's add on top of that, you're on holiday, all right? Good chance you're there with a loved one, with a partner. You're going to want to fuck. If you're, on, if you're on holiday and you're in a hotel, that's the best part of a hotel room and a hotel bed and the fact they have big mirrors everywhere. Normally, on the closets, along the side of the bed, you're going to do some fucking. If you're not doing fucking on your holiday, you're not doing it right. So that's another, I don't know, depends how long you like to fuck for. Potentially, that's another two minutes. If you're me, guys, you could do it twice in that time. One minute for the vaginal <laughs> exploration, another minute for the anal. 12 seconds for the oral. Boom, you're done. Slumping into a mess. Then you need like at least an hour to recover from the three minutes of mess you've just caused. No, but for reals, like let's say, let's say you, let's say you have like twenty minutes to half an hour of boning, all right? Yeah, yeah, you're not invested in, you know, going all out, but you're also you're on holiday. You're gonna romance. You're gonna definitely provide at least ten minutes of good oral sex for your partner. So you're looking at least twenty to half an hour on the sex, okay? Boom, that's one hour. We're looking at eight a.m. that you would have to leave, uh, wake up to get to breakfast for last orders. Bear in mind, we're talking last orders, so let's add in another fifteen to twenty minutes because. At the end of a breakfast, A, you might miss it. You don't want to miss it. B, if we're talking buffet-style breakfast, if we're talking go along, pick up the best bits, those fucking Germans are down there at 7 in the morning. All right? Listen, I love the Germanic people. You're a wonderful people. I get you're very industrious. You work hard. You get out there. You're achieving. You're on point. You're on time. Your fashion sense, even during a fascist regime, is always fabulous. I get it. You're excelling. You're down by the pool with your fucking towels before anyone else. I understand the brilliance of the German mind. So precise. But if you're anyone other than a German person, you've got to get down there at least 15 to 20 minutes before that breakfast finishes because you're going to miss out on all the good shit. So I'm talking like 8.40 you need to be there by. That means 7.40 wake up by the mass so far. And then let's just talk about the fact you're on holiday. Before you start boning, or just after you bone, you probably wake up having a lazy bone, and then after that, you're going to want to just lay there for 15, 20 minutes, talking with your partner. Or if you're on your own, you're just going to have, <laughs> just crack a second one out. Why not? 
Treat yourself. My point is, you're looking at having to get up around 7.30 to 8 o'clock to make breakfast a possibility. You're on holiday. Did you go to bed the night before at fucking midnight or 1am? Of course you didn't. You're on fucking holiday. You were out drinking carbonated drinks, sugary cocktails. You mixed every fucking drink. Your girlfriend looks at you and goes, babe, baby, you want to slow down? You fuck off, bitch. It's my holiday. It is my holiday. Okay? You don't tell me how to live my life. You fucking, you're angry. You had an argument. You tried to get McDonald's at three in the morning from a 24-hour McDonald's spot. You ended up throwing that up on your fucking shoes. Drunkenly, you tried to clean the puke off the bottom of your jeans. We're talking, you're getting like, you're getting four to five hours tops of sleep to wake up at 7.30 to 8 a.m. to make a fucking breakfast that's not even going to be that good. What are you doing, hotels? I think they need to mix it up, man. They need to mix it up. They need to have two breakfast slots, shorter breakfast slots. Have like a have a 7.30 to 8.30 breakfast spot for the fucking idiots who get up early on holiday. There you go. Boom. What? You want to go? Oh, you want to go and check out the, you know, the aquarium and the fucking zoo and the local landmarks and rush around and walk around the city for 12 hours today. You want to, if you want to do that, good for you. Well done, Klaus. Okay, enjoy your breakfast, 7.30 to 8.30. That's your spot. Enjoy it. And then, boom, 9.30 to 10.30, 11 o'clock, second breakfast. And that's for the people like me. They want to come down. They want to enjoy yourself. You want to have a little coffee. Tom in my chat right now is saying, how are you going to fuck in the morning after a night like that? Tom, there's always room for makeup sex, especially if you've had a night like that. You're going to have sex in the morning. Also, hungover, like the best hangover cure that I've ever discovered in my entire life is sex. If you're too young to be having sex yet, don't. You know, I, 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 I suggest you wait until marriage. Wait until, actually, don't even have sex. Wait until you've been married for 20 to 30 years. <laughs> until you have your first sexual experience of, of, of a, of a uh, I guess, a... Uh, a penis to vagina. I mean, assuming that's what you're into. Fuck me. I can't believe this is going to be my second subject matter. How how many people... How many people are going to spend 2018 being offended, ladies and gentlemen? I want to know. One of the most irritating things I saw in Sydney, and almost coincidentally, last night in a Vietnamese restaurant in LA was um, the birth, and I, I, I know this has been around for a while, hear me out, listen to the whole bit before you start deciding you're going to write a fucking blog about me, but is the unisex toilet epidemic, and I call it an epidemic, and I explain why, I am all for unisex toilets, okay, let me start with that, I'm all for unisex toilets. I think men and women should be able to urinate and shit in the same place. I think it would speed the process up for lots of people. What I'm not into is unisex toilets and female-only toilets. This is what I've experienced in a bar in Sydney and in a Vietnamese restaurant when I got back to LA. And I'm assuming this is happening on a global scale in lots of other venues. I went to the toilet. And I'm looking for the uh, the men's sign. Oh, okay. Well, normally there's the ladies. There's the ladies' toilets. I saw a whole rack of ladies' toilets in this bar. It was like an open plan sink mirror area in the middle. And I see ladies, 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 ladies. So there were seven stalls for ladies on the left-hand side of the building. And I looked to the right expecting to see men's toilets, right? You've got your ladies' toilets, you've got your men's toilets. You've got your ladies, you've got your men's toilets. That's how it works. Equality, right? I look over at the men's toilets, and there is no men's toilet sign. It's just a unisex toilet sign. So what we have are 14 stalls that are accessible by women. And seven that we're allowed to use as men if women aren't using them. What the fuck is that? What, what the fuck is that? In the Vietnamese restaurant last night, there were two toilets. One for women only, and one that was just for everyone. Why? 
What is this? What is this fucking bullshit? Pandering to I don't understand. We've become a global community now that is like for fear of offending anyone. The only person that it's ever okay to offend are men now. It's like okay. It's like, hey, fuck you, men. Ah, you don't get to shit in any peace knowing that you're not going to open the door into the woman of your dreams and she's going to smell your excrement. Nope, you don't get that. No, you, no, no. Hey, you guys, listen, you with your penises, your fucking opinions and your, your lives. How dare you have a space that is just for you? Because for too long, for too long, women have only had one space for them and it's time that they were given two spaces. They need both of the spaces. Fuck off. Fuck off. For a start, women have way better bladder control than men. Part, especially past a certain age. Listen, I'm 33. I urinate like a racehorse. I've, I've been for 17 pisses this morning. And it's, it's 3 in the afternoon. I've already been to the toilet 17 times. Sure, maybe I do have a UTI. That could be a possibility. <laughs> or maybe I just have a tiny bladder. My point is, it's fucking ridiculous. We're literally hitting a point where we're pandering now. Now, get now. understand this. If a transgender man wants to come and piss in the men's toilets, fucking crack on. You're a dude now. That's your chosen gender. Go ahead, my friend. Get in that gents' toilets. You're more than... I, I, I would be completely... And I'm... I, this is hand on heart. Swear to God. I would be completely fucking comfortable standing at the urinal in a men's toilets and a fucking transgender man comes in. So she still, he still has a vagina because it's very, you know, I think the surgery to, to not invert, but to, to outvert, I don't know what the correct terminology would be, to, to externalize a vagina into a penis is pretty difficult. And I know that a lot of transgender men that I know didn't go through that process they're like yeah yeah i've taken hormone replacement i've had breast reductions i'm growing a beard i'm i'm going i'm a man in every sense of the word except i don't have a cock right i would have no problem standing next to a transgender dude at the fucking urinal and he pulls out one of those shiwi you know those shiwi cones that women use at festivals they were big in the UK. I don't know if they blew up over here in America. It's like a funnel. It's like a funnel, like a little cone funnel that a woman can kind of sit underneath her vagina and piss into and it shoots it out like a stream, like a cock. Boom. I would have zero fucking problems standing in a urinal and a dude walks in, pulls out a shiwi and starts pissing in the urinal next to me. I'd be like, all right, man, you're a dude now. Cool. That's cool. You got a vagina. Wow. I wish all dudes <laughs> had vaginas. I, now, listen, am I going to look? Sure. In the same way that I look at a guy's cock when he's pissed next to me. And anyone who says they've never looked at another man's penis in the next urinal to them is a fucking liar. We look. We look. Even if it's a little side-eye glance, you look. And it's got nothing to do with homosexuality. It's got nothing to do with wanting to check out another man's junk. It's all to do with animalistic urges to be the most alpha at that fucking urinal. I want to know that my dick is bigger than your dick. I want to be able to look at it just briefly enough to know. And I know that you've looked at mine briefly enough to know that mine's bigger. Now, if I saw a shiwi sticking out, I'm going to look. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, all right. I'd be like, hey, that's pretty fucking, that's some great DIY there. Up top. And I'm going to high five that transgender dude. And I'll be like, fair play to you. Crack on. Steve, crack on with your shiwi. Do what you got to do. But afford us, afford this gender our own toilets as well. If, if women are having women-only toilets, then, as equality denotes, men should have their own bathrooms too. I don't understand why you would have women-only bathrooms and then unisex. Women-only and unisex. None for men. Only. I don't understand. This shit that I might want to do inside of a bathroom as a man that I don't that I don't want a woman to experience or to come in and sense afterwards. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Like I, I just think it's just it's just bullshit. We're so focused globally on political correctness of equality that we are killing 
the simplest facets of equality. And that's mental. That is mental. If you want to go another way, if you want to make toilets unisex, men's toilets unisex, do it. Do it. But make all women's toilets unisex as well. Let's make all toilets unisex. All of them. All of them. That might actually be the best outcome. That could be the best thing that's ever happened to humanity. Like, maybe we would be better people if we knew a bit more about each other's bathroom habits. Maybe we'd stop putting these fucking Instagram model horse selling sex to children on the internet. These egos. Maybe we would have less fucking... Maybe men would think less with their dicks if they heard a hot girl taking a dump in the, in the stall next to them. Maybe we would think less with our dicks if we heard a woman farting her guts out. Because I guarantee a fart, a queef, a poo, you are dropping them on the daily, ladies. And God love you. Of course you are. You're a human fucking being. These are the simplest tenets of the human race. We eat, we shit, we fuck, we sleep. We could break down so many of the mysterious gender divides that exist if we all share the same toilets. I'm down for it. And here's the deal. I'm down for it if it's equal. Either you make all toilets unisex. So you just have two stalls in that Vietnamese restaurant and they're both unisex toilets. Use them as you wish. Male, female, other gender, whatever the fuck you identify as, it's for you. If you're a human, it should just say human. This is the human toilet. Oh, I'm a human. I get to go in there. That would be fucking beautiful. But but separating it out so there's no official toilet for men to use, but there is one for women, you're segregating the genders. You, you're taking a massive step back in progress towards gender equality, you fucking idiots. Ah, oh, it drives me insane. Now, some people in the chat, understandably, right now, over on YouTube and on Periscope are saying, Jeff, you've got to take into account the fact that men's bathrooms are fucking gross compared to the girls' bathroom. Agreed. Agreed. Let me, let me point out one thing. If I had the choice to use a woman's toilet over a man's toilet in any restaurant, bar, establishment of any kind, I would do it. I would do it. Because women do not urinate on toilet seats for the most part. Women, the only thing women seem to do in their toilets a lot is puke. There's a lot of puke <laughs> in women's toilets. Any bar I ever worked in when I was younger, all the bar stuff I know now, cleaning the men's toilets is a fucking nightmare because there's just piss everywhere. Piss, 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 everywhere. But you go into the women's toilets at the end of a night in any bar up and down the town, puke, always puke. Women love to puke because women are like tacticians when it comes to vomiting at the end of big night out. Men, when we puke, we go home and we puke or we go into the street and we, rah, we don't want anyone to see it. We stagger out and rah, for the most part. These are gross generalizations. Women's toilets, oh, that's where they do everything. They take their friends in there. It's an event for girls. <laughs> Sandra, hold my hair. I got, I'm getting it. I'm getting, oh my God. Just everywhere, everywhere. Down the side of the toilet, on the back of the toilet, in the toilet, on the toilet, outside the toilet, in the sink. It's a fucking, it's an event for women. to a oh my God. And then they start crying. Oh my god, I can't believe I puke. Stop it, Sandra, it's gonna be okay. No, it's puke everywhere. Listen, shh, listen, you're still beautiful. <laughs> then just they clean her up. Do they clean the puke? Fuck no, do they? Shit. Women are just as selfish as men in so many different ways. Just as selfish. Humans are selfish fucking cunts. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's just not, it's just not equal. It's ridiculous. It's just not equal. Like, make it equal, strive towards equality, or don't fucking bother. Or don't fucking bother. <sighs> cunt. The word cunt. We're offended by everything now in society. Except the things that we were truly meant to be offended by. Like, people now are offended by pronouns. They're offended by opinions. They're offended by political outlooks. They're offended by... 
internet comments. We're offended by fucking everything. I'm offended by James Franco at the Golden Globes because he was wearing a Time's Up badge, pin badge, and yet he flirted with a 17-year-old girl on Instagram when he was in New York City. Okay. James Franco flirting with a 17-year-old girl on Instagram is sad. It's sad. James Franco, I consider to be one of the more attractive Hollywood actors out there. He's a hot fucking dude. He could probably get any kind of girl he wants, any kind of woman. He could fuck anyone he wants, really. He's famous, he's wealthy, and he's very, very handsome. So him macking on a 17-year-old girl on Instagram is sad. Is it illegal? No. In the state of New York, it's not illegal. That girl was of legal age. He was flirting with her. And he's allowed to do it. It's legal. It's legal. Does that make him part of this hashtag me too, hashtag times up attention? No, of course not. Of course it doesn't. Because he hasn't broken any laws. He hasn't assaulted anyone. He didn't assault that girl. He didn't uh, force himself on that girl. He didn't use his status to intimidate that girl into sending him photos and sending him sexy messages and responding with it. She fucking, she wanted to fuck James Franco and James Franco looked at this 17 year old chick and went, I probably shouldn't because you know, it's not a great PR stunt, but also uh, she's fucking hot and it's legal. It's sad what he did. I think if you're a man of that age and you can't fuck a real woman, it's sad. But is it illegal? No. So people are offended because he's supporting at least aesthetically, by wearing the Time's Up badge on his the the pell of his black tie, um, you know, monkey suit. He's wearing that, and people were offended because he flirted with a 17-year-old. He didn't actually ever hook up with her. He never met up with her. He realized it was stupid. He didn't go through with it, whatever. But because he flirted with a girl legally, people are outraged. It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. You want allies, but you don't want allies. <laughs> that's that's the problem. As a liberal man on the left who wants the equality of all people, I will I will ally, ally my, myself with any positive message. Time's up for rapists? Great. Time's up for people who sexually assault, sexually harass people? Great. But witch hunting people who aren't guilty of that shit? Because you have a personal vendetta? Or because you want to sell some fucking newspapers? Or because you want to get some views on a YouTube video? Get fucked. You're a scumbag. You're a scumbag for doing that. Fuck off. Fuck off, man. Go take down the people who deserve it. Don't take out people that you just want to pull down a peg or two. Of course people want to take out James Franco. He's hot and he's attractive. And he just won a Golden Globe for Best Actor. Of course people want to fucking knock him down. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. And I know that expressing an opinion, expressing any kind of opinion like that is, is, is unpopular. Because then people question, well, why do you feel like that? Have you flirted with 17-year-olds? Fuck no. I like older women. Always have done. Always will do. I like women now in their mid-20s to mid-30s. That's it. I like women. But I just think it's crazy to fucking go after this guy. We're offended by everything. Do you remember when we were offended by real things that we're meant to be offended by? Like curse words. Now, I, I don't think that, you know, there's obviously the seven words you can't say on TV. Um... A wonderful bit by George Carlin. Obviously preceded by the likes of Lenny Bruce. The seven words you can't say on TV. What is it? Piss, shit, fuck, motherfucker, cocksucker, cunt, and tits. Those are the seven. All of those now, obviously, we're, we're, we're completely and utterly diluted to the, the response to them. As we should be. They're just words. They're just words. But I almost miss the days when people were just offended by words. Do you know what I mean? When you go, listen, you cocksucking motherfucking cunt. And like people will be like, <gasps> but now people are like, that's 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 in the, that's in every facet of society now. On TV, movies, films, music is the is probably the worst. You turn on any fucking radio station right now, especially after Watershed Hour, or you play any song on Spotify right now that's popular. For young people especially. And you're going to hear some rapper guy. Fucking this bitch. Smoking that shit. Niggas be slaying that pussy with dick. It's like literally all the worst things that you could have said. 10 to 20 years ago. In a song now. Racist. Comments. Dropping the M-bomb. Cunt. 
fuck, bitch, like sexist, misogynist, racist, all wrapped up into one. But, you know, dropping faggots in there as well. Oh, there's homosexual, uh, hom- homophobia in there as well. Everything you could possibly expect is in music right now. And people are like, yeah, well, yeah but that's a song. <laughs> that's a song. That's a song. It's like when people say to me, hey, listen, it's all right for me to sing the N-word if it's in a song, man. If a rapper sings it, I should be able to sing it. Yeah, I guess you can sing it because you're repeating a song. I still think you're a fucking idiot if you're a white person saying the N-word. I feel like I feel like the only word that still has any weight in the English language, any weight whatsoever to offend people, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the word cunt. Especially in America. Americans loathe the word cunt. Now, I, I, I say cunt, and I don't say the C word, um, mostly because I, you're adults. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to insult your intellect by using some kind of childish rephrasing. Oh, the C word, the C word. So then you have to say cunt in your head. No, it's cunt. It's cunt. It's a wonderful word. It's like think of, listen to it, listen to the taste of it, Let, feel it inside your mouth. Cunt. It starts and ends with strong letters. Cunt. Cunt. It's so. Cunt, car, and the ah uh, in the middle is sensual. It's so sensual in the middle. I fucking love it. Cunt, ah, oh, it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Isn't it fucking perfect? I don't think cunt has any subjective impact on my life. Maybe because I'm British. <laughs> like the Brits, we've been using that word for since time immemorial. We are known as if you're, if you're doing an impression in America of a British person, you have two impressions of, a, of British people. This is the archetypal impressions. One is the posh, highfalutin, RP, received pronunciation. You know, Hello, my name is Geoffrey Leach, and I'm British, and I'm wonderfully eloquent. I pronounce all my T's and H's. You understand that when I say the word cunt, I can get away with it, because I am so posh and wonderfully well-spoken. The other one is like, all right, you fucking can't. Like a Guy Ritchie movie character. Yeah, you're fucking all right, mate. Hey, you're having a laughing show. Look at that. You're jumping around, you fucking cunt. Obviously, for British people, we, we, we've, we've embraced that word since the beginning of time. I don't know why. It's actually, it's true that it's not just us. It's true of the Irish. It's true of the Scottish. And, of course, the Australians. Listen, let's, let's look at that group. British, Irish, Scottish, Australians. British, Irish, Scottish, Australians. Immigrants, immigrant workers, alcoholics, criminals, and cunts. The lot of us. Maybe that's why we've all embraced the word. Maybe that's the reason why. Maybe just, just, just like black people have taken ownership of the N-words. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they've taken ownership of that word because it's been used against them for so many years, for decades. Decades, hundreds of years, thousands of years, white people have used that word against black people as an insult, as an ownership. And I guess eventually, black people went, you know what? Fuck this shit. Let's make it part of our culture. Let's make it part of our music. Let's make it part of our, our art. Let's make it part of our dialogue. Ultimately, let's, let's reclaim this word. Let's claim it for ourselves so we can fucking own it and take the power away from white people to use it. And I agree with that. I fucking am for... No, I don't like the use of that word in any way, shape, or form. But it's, it's, it's a word that holds no weight in the black community anymore. Certainly not amongst the friends that I have who are people of colour. I sit around the comedy cellar table. I sit around tables up and down the country at comedy clubs. And I watch black comics just sling it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I listen to music of black heritage. You know, music of black origins, I guess, for want of a better phrase... And I listen to rappers and singers using it constantly, using it, using it, using it. It's so personally identifiable with the black community now and as a word that should only be used by the black community. So maybe, maybe that's why Americans are so offended by the word cunt. We used it. UK, Australia, Irish, Scottish, we've made it part of our cultural identity. We spent an entire existence, just like black people have, being having the words the N-word used against them by owners, slave owners, masters, etc. etc. Racists, fucking white supremacists. Australians, British, we've spent the entirety of our existence since the Great British Empire either being subordinate to cunts or acting like a bunch of them. 
That's probably what it is. We've either been treated like them by our <laughs> by our by our superiors, or we've been acting like them as those superiors. And realistically, the only people who get upset about the use of the word cunt are either the religiously um, devout, conservative fascists. Now, they think that this word has power to do more damage to society than their outdated theological practices. You know, don't worry about the fucking crusades, the religious crusades of all religions. Christianity, Catholicism, Islam, even Buddhism have all had religious crusades, violent religious crusades that result in the deaths of fucking hundreds of thousands to millions of people. Let's forget about that. Let's get upset about the word cunt. Which, by the way, has been created by your God. And if it's created by God, then it must be beautiful, as all things created by God are. You tell me. Maybe I'm wrong. The only other people who get upset about the word cunt are fascist third-wave feminists, obviously. You know, on their blogs with their really short bangs, thick hipster glasses. Kicking off about men using the word cunt, obviously. It's like, I think it's like a sensationalist outrage at this point about the use of the word. But first of all, both of these people are fascists, you know. The religious fascists the conservatives on the right, far right wing, and these fucking third wave feminists on the fascist side of the left wing. You're fascists. You want to fucking stop people having free speech. You want to stop people being able to live their lives. You want to stop people having an opinion. It's fucking depressing. It's sad. It's miserable. Get fucked. There's no place for you in a future society, in my opinion. Neither of those two extremes. Furthermore, let me just let me get into this for any uh, feminist, third wave feminists that are listening. I consider myself an equalitist these days. I always refer to myself as a feminist and now there is so many fundamental issues with what modern third wave feminism is that it's difficult to align yourself with feminism. I'd rather just say I'm an equalitist. I believe in the equality of all people, genders, religions, races, creed or colour. I believe in the equality of all people, all humans. I believe in the equality of all human people on this fucking planet. I would like to see everyone treated equally in all the pros and all the cons. I want to see everyone treated equally. Everyone. But let me say this to any third wave feminists who are listening going, you know what? You cannot say the word cunt. That is hateful to women. Do you know what the etymology of that word is? Right? The origin story of the word cunt. It comes from the Latin cunus, which means vulva. Okay? Part of your sexual genitalia. It's part of your anatomy. It belongs to you, ladies. Your cunus your vulva is yours it is it is it cannot be more yours whereas vagina which is what third wave feminists prefer men to use they certainly is my vagina can we use the correct correct terminology well first of all vagina was employed by men predominantly by men in medical practices from age ages gone by and the word vagina comes from the latin vagina which means a sheath as in a sheath for a penis or a scabbard to go inside of. It basically was alluding to the fact that a woman's reproductive organ, her genitalia, her vagina, her vagina, was empty and incomplete without a man's cock inside of it. That's literally why that word was created. Vagina sheath, as in a place to put your cock. So that means if you're walking around, ladies, third-wave feminists with a vagina, it's stalling the importance of using the word vagina. You are buying in to the fucking patriarchy that suggests that you are incomplete without a cock in you. You are literally going, I've got a vagina. <laughs> it's ever so empty. Whereas if you have a cunt, ladies, if you have a cunt, if you have a cunus, if you have a vulva, you're like, this is my cunt. This is mine. It belongs to me. Perfectly fine on its own. Thank you very much. My cunt is empowered. Your vagina is empty and lonesome. Be gone, foul beast. That's the etymology of the words. I'm just stating facts. I'm presenting a different observation. I hope that it might educate, it might expand your viewpoint somewhat. 
And ultimately, if you hate that word, you're probably a cunt anyway. <sighs> so much going on in the world. Oprah Winfrey, ladies and gentlemen. Oprah Winfrey wants to be president of the United States of America. 2020. She's going to run for president, maybe. That's going to happen. She's going she's gonna, to she's gonna take over the politics of this country. And, and ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this. Another TV celebrity running for president. That, what, what, a, what a great idea that would be. Hey? It's gone so well the last couple of times that you guys have tried it here in America. Donald Trump, Ronald Reagan. D that's it. Let's just put another fucking TV or film celebrity into power. Let's, let's, let's not even think about employing someone with decades of political experience. Someone who's dedicated their entire life to political activism, to understanding the laws of this country, to understanding the tenets and the facets of what the people of this country want. Let's not employ someone like that. Let's just employ a famous, wonderfully liberal black chick just because she's a liberal black chick. What about Michelle Obama, motherfuckers? This woman has been in politics. This woman has been so identifiably part of one of the better parts of American political history, in my personal opinion. That's open to, open to de debate, I understand. But at least during the Obama administration, I felt like there was some progression towards understanding of different people in this country. Male, female, different genders, different classes, different races, different religions. Some acceptance, which is really what the only way we're ever going to progress as a fucking race is through acceptance. Acceptance of all people. That means acceptance of transgender people, of lesbians, but also of white straight men. You have to understand that. Acceptance of all people. But I felt like we were actually moving towards that during that. And this woman was... A facet of that fucking period of political history. Let's not look to her. No, no, no. Let's go for fucking Oprah, man. She gave everyone a car. She's perfect. Dudes, like, literally, we're reaching a point right now, ladies and gentlemen, where I'm, I'm wondering whether you should just give up on, you know... If you, if you really are so desperate as a populace to undo any kind of um, institution of politics, whether you're... A far-right conservative who just wants to see the breakdown of, you know, how government, you know, oh, yeah, Donald Trump will turn it around. He's going to take their power away from fuck off, you idiots. Or if you're a liberal and you're like, you know what, let's abolish everything, man. They don't understand how to do anything. We've got to fucking get fuck off. You're an idiot. Or if you're in the middle, a libertarian maybe, and you're just saying, you know what, I don't like the institution of government at all. I think each state could have self-governing practices or you govern yourself, etc., etc. Whatever you believe... If you want to break down the politics of your country so much that you would have such a public and quite ridiculous social media support for the idea, the notion of, 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 of electing another fucking TV celebrity to run your country after what's going on right now and what happened previously with the Reagan administration. If you're that desperate to fuck it up, here's what you should do. Here's my idea, all right? I want 20% of... All money made on this fucking thing, okay? Simon Cow, I hope you're listening. How about this? TV show idea, ladies and gentlemen. America's got president. All right? This is what happens. Various celebrities go head-to-head -head in front of a panel of uh, Supreme Court judges, and they display their various talents. All right? Like, like, oh, I got the best words. Okay, there you go. That's a talent. Great. You got the best words. Congratulations. Or giving away cars to audience members. Yeah? Fantastic. Having a dope lesbian haircut. Boom, Ellen DeGeneres, you're in. You're up. It's time for you to shine. Being a triple threat. Mm, Hugh Jackman, did he win the Golden Globe? No. Could he win America's Got President? Maybe. Probably not, because he's an Australian citizen. But it doesn't even matter anymore. Let's get rid of that idea. You don't even need to be an American citizen anymore. You don't need to be an American or born in this country. You can be anyone from the celebrity culture of America. And you go head to head. Um, just a little footnote, though, by the way, for America's Got President. Uh, audience votes don't count, just like real politics. Jesus Christ. Oprah Winfrey as President of the United States of America. Can you, what the fuck? How, well, how would that work out? It's 2020. 
The economy is completely fucking broken because of Trump and his cronies just making sure that the top 1% were taken care of with various tax breaks. Billionaires getting tax breaks. The middle and lower classes getting fucked on the daily with more taxes, less social amenities, no health care, no schooling, no further education, no support of any kind for community events, for community practices. Police gone crazy. A militant state. She's in power. The people crying out for reform. Please, Madam President, we need you to do something. We, these tax reforms have hit all of us hard. and we, we, we need you to make changes so that the middle and lower classes can live the lifestyle the upper classes live. We, we need to be on a more equal footing. What will you do, Madam President? Please help us. Okay, I've thought about it. And you get a tax break. You get a tax break. You get a tax break. And you, and you, and you. And you it, just, it doesn't work. It doesn't fucking work, man. It's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. Holy shit, America. The fuck is wrong with you? Learn some lessons from the past and the present. Please, employ them. <sighs> man. I, I thought I was going to start 2018. <laughs> like... As much as I don't buy into the, uh, you know, the Instagram inspirational quote bullshit, I did think, you know what, 2017 has been so fucking miserable for me. Seven months of dog shit and dealing with the fucking inane idiocy of so many people, so many plebs who haven't got their heads screwed on right. 2018, come on, man, it's got to be, it's got to be a good year. It's got to go my way. Come on, come on, lucky 2018, come on. <laughs> I double down, click, 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 click. That's me shaking my dice. I double down. I put everything into my fucking, all my, all my eggs have been put into one basket and I'm fucking rolling those dice. Boom. 2018 comes along. And you know what? It's, it already sucks dick. It's, I'm already dealing with like complete and utter idiocy of the people at, at large. And you know what? I, people, you could just say, a lot of people would say to me, Jeff, just focus on you, man. Focus on your shit. Don't worry about the world. Don't worry about the people. But the point that we stop... First of all, as a comedian, you have to focus on the world. You have to look externally with an internal um, observation. You have to look at the world externally, objectively, and then it's okay to have a subjective opinion on it. That's why people come and see you perform comedy. That's why they want to laugh at you. That's why they tune into your content because they buy into who you are. As a, as a creator, as a, as a performer, as an artist, dare I say, as a fucking comic. But you can't stop looking at the world. You can't cut yourself off from society. I care about the world. I care about what's happening to the country that I live in, that I'm proud to be living in. I care about how it seems that so many facets of this country are broken. So many of the institutions that are meant to be there to protect people, support people, help people are broken do not work, are underfunded, are ignored. So of course I have to focus on that. But I had to go into 2018 miserable, guys. I'm sorry. And, and, and for no other reason, let me, let me start off with this, for no other reason than the fact that we are all living a lie. New Year's Eve, that whole new year, new me, 2018, my year, year of the Jeff, 2018. You can achieve whatever you want. Close the door in 2017. New year, it's going to be the best. Embrace your chances. Go into it with... All of that fucking inane bullshit rhetoric that we, that we are sold on the daily on social media. It is, it is rife on social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. This is all we fucking see now are these inspirational quotes, inspirational posts, beautiful photos, redesign. Let me just... Let me just... Let me, let me just get close to the mic for one second. Let me just... If you're still listening to this, let me just point something out, okay? This is why I couldn't go into 2018 immensely happy. I want you to listen. I want you to understand, and I want you to accept what I'm saying. Don't be angry. Just accept it. doesn't need to upset you. Just accept it. It is all a lie. It's all bullshit. You are sold daily, utter fucking bullshit you are sold lies you are sold misinformation you are sold 
rhetoric designed to keep you away from looking at the bigger picture of how you're being treated, how you're living your life, what you really want to achieve. You are being lied to. And worse than being lied to, motherfuckers, is perpetuating that lie yourself. And I've been guilty of it. I will be the first to admit I have been guilty of it. I have been guilty of it. Every time I post a photo of myself on fucking Instagram that is remotely self-adoring, that is an attempt to get likes because I've been working out and I feel like I have a better body than I did a few months ago. So I post a shirtless picture like, yeah, had a great workout today, blah, 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 blah. And I put a filter on it to make my skin look a little nicer or a little warmer or my, my, my acne to look a little less bad. Any of that fucking shit is a lie. I am part of the fucking problem. Which is why I went through and deleted a whole load of photos. And now if I'm, if I'm going to be shirtless or have my arse out in photos, they're going to be for comical purposes only. Or because I'm making a joke about myself. Because it's a fucking lie. It takes you away from having any sense of purpose, any sense of drive, any sense of ambition beyond what's already laid out there for you. Here you go, you've got all the content you need. Constantly fill yourself with this shit. Cat video, cat video, dog video, dog video. Kid falling off a skateboard. World star hip hop. Oh my God, look at this girl, what she did. <gasps> this is the funniest thing you'll ever see. Oh my God, check out these 100 funny things. 10 best ways to suck a dick. Oh, look at this, celebrities who had an argument. Wow, the most incredible things of 2017. Wow, your best nine, blah, 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 blah. All of this shit is designed to keep you so caught up in an advertising bubble. In a, you're, you're in a store, my friend. You're in a store, in a shop, out of which there is very little chance for escape. You're being sold things, and mostly you're being sold lies. You're not attractive enough, healthy enough, funny enough, cute enough. Your clothes are not cool enough. Your iPhone's not recent enough. You do not succeed because you do not own these things, because you don't look like this person, because you don't achieve it. It's all a fucking lie. It's a lie, man. And it's it's so tiring to realize that. I envy people who are blissfully ignorant in some respect because you can just go, ah, I saw a funny Netflix special last night and oh my God, dude, did you see this cat video? It's fucking got 7 million views. It's so funny, it's viral. And oh, hey, dude, check out my new Yeezys. I envy those people because you go in to your mundane fucking existence every day, you get told what to wear, what to like, what to listen to, what to feel, what to think, and you're okay with it. And there's something beautiful about that. There's something romantically innocent and magical about that kind of existence. And I can't do it, I can't do it. Now, if I was part of the fucking lie, I would be, at this point I go, you know what man, I'm just too woke. But I won't say woke, because that's a fucking retarded, way to talk about things. It's not about being woke, it's about being an observer. You observe what's going on in the world and you look at it for what it is. It's tiring, man. We're sold lies. Instagram is a lie every day. The videos, the shit on there. I have wasted so much of my time watching other people's mediocre to terrible content on social media websites and apps when I could have been making brilliant content of my own. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I'm embarrassed by that. I'm ashamed and embarrassed to acknowledge and admit that to you. But by acknowledging and admitting it in the same way that you have to acknowledge and admit that you're an addict of something or that you're guilty of something, that's the only way you can move forward. So guess what? I've wasted too much time on that bullshit. I'm gonna be focusing on creating Real content, real art, decent, funny, insightful, inspirational, dare I fucking say it. And that's only going to be a subjective reception. It's not going to be inspirational for anyone. But fuck me, if it makes one of you look at the world a little bit differently, that's going to be good. But don't buy the lie, man. Just by posting or retweeting or re-liking or liking someone's inspirational quote on Instagram by a chick who gets her booty out every day and has 80,000 followers for no other talent and the fact that she is comfortable pushing her beautiful, delicious, rotund rump into your face. Don't, don't be that base, that shallow, that pointless. Don't do that, man. Please, don't do it. I'm begging of you. Here's the deal. I need investors 
got an idea, all right? It's going to rival Instagram. It's called Truestagram. And it's just, it's videos and content and artwork and photographs and quotes about the truth that we're all going through in our lives every day. I want to see Katy Perry on there posting an Instagram video of herself warming up her vocal cords while she's taking a shit because the acoustics are great in the restroom. Boom! It's real. She's done it. You know she's done it. I know she's done it. She knows she's done it. Share that with the world. You know what that will do? It will make your fans go, oh my god, she's human. She's human. Katy Perry poops. And that's where she practices her vocal warm-ups. Mind blown. They will suddenly feel that maybe they could be one of the most prolific singers of the pop culture era of my age. Maybe they could too, because they poop too. I sing in the toilet and shit too. I want to see Ryan Gosling posting a video of himself with his dick all limp and hanging to the right. That's what I heard. I can't prove it, but it's what I heard. Laying in bed, man, and just fucking going, ah, I am hung over as shit today, guys. Can we get some fucking <laughs> takeout up in this bitch? Anyone who orders me some takeout, I'll send you a couple of dip pics, all right? Okay, all right, deal. Boom. We know he wants to. We know he's taken a photo of his genitalia and sent it to someone he's banging. I know he has. Ryan Gosling has definitely photographed his own penis. Share that with the world. If you're crying your eyes out, I want to see fucking Miley Cyrus crying her eyes out and going, you know what? Fuck my dad. <laughs> I want to see it, man. I want to see the truth of the world. And I want that to trickle down to other people. The more honest we could be about each other and about our realities, the closer we would become. That's my belief. I'm not talking about, it doesn't have to be miserable, but it has to be realistic. You posting a video of yourself, woo, up in the club, bottle service, blah, 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 doesn't negate the fact that you spend all week really sad and worried because your grandma's sick and you're terrified that this woman that you love and respect and admire might die soon. It doesn't replace that. Now, I'm not saying there's not room for posting positive shit. I'm just saying the response you get for posting that the falsehood of what we think are the best facets of our life are not truly the best facets of our life and will not get you an honest response that truly accepts and supports who you truly are as a person. You post that five yourself with a bottle in the club. Woo! Oh my God, it's lit as fuck. Turn up. You post that video. Guess what happens? Guess what happens? 74 likes on Instagram. A couple of comments like fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji, laughing emoji, drinks emoji. That's all you're going to get. If you put on your Instagram a picture of yourself in the middle of the day or a little video going, ah, guys, you know what? I had a fun Friday night, got a bit drunk last night, but I don't really remember it. And actually, I'd really love to do something with the people that I love today on Saturday. If any of you are feeling a bit low or worried about anything, do me a favor, give me a call because I'm at home, I'm kind of hungover, I'm down for a chat on the phone because I'm just laying in bed doing nothing, and I'd really love to connect with people. I guarantee your fucking phone would be ringing off the hook. Your phones would light up. And you would have some real connections with your friends. You would have a friend you haven't spoken to for a long time. Hit you up and be like, dude, I fucking loved your video, man. And you know what? Shit, let's catch up because I've been really stressed about this thing. And you would feel good. You would, your hangover would dissipate instantaneously because of the good you're putting out into the fucking world. I think that's how it should work. I think that's how it could work. I hope that's how it's going to work for all of us. I hope this podcast will go some way to doing that. I had so many more subject matters I wanted to talk about. So many more things to discuss. No worries. Another week. Another podcast. We'll be recording again next Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Next Tuesday, it will be live 
on my YouTube channel, on my Mixer channel, on my Periscope channel, on my Ustream. If you've got any of those, make sure you add me. Jeff Leach on everything. Jeff Leach TV on YouTube. It's gaming.youtube.com slash Jeff Leach TV. If you want to talk to me about anything, by the way, if you want to hit me up and drop me an email, do it. Savage Podcast at jeffreyleach.com. That's Savage Podcast at jeffreyleach.com. Let me know how you're thinking. Let me know if you're enjoying the podcast. Let me know if you're hating it. I'd love to get your feedback. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Jeff Leach. I've been Savage. You've been beautiful. I'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves. Bye.